Hey there, Stevie. Oh, hey there, Dustin. I'm so glad to see you at this, the Wedding Photo Hangover first annual Christmas party. Run those streamers. Oh, uh, Dustin, what, drinking tonight at the at the party. Um, what WPH International is uh, providing all the booze tonight. They're all Christmas yeah, themed, it's a, right? It's an open bar here at the uh, office party. Uh, pretty excited. Uh, Leinenhugel has donated a bunch of their delicious snowdrift vanilla porter. Uh, and I'm quite a fan. What about you, Steve? What might you be drinking on this delightful holiday party evening? Oh, Dustin. So the other day, Jen and I were driving through Muncie, and I told her to to pick out a really great beer for the wedding photo hangover Christmas party um, for everybody to enjoy. And she stopped off. Had nothing to do with your anniversary? Yeah, yeah. The 10-year anniversary of uh, our en engagement. Um, so we stopped off and she ran into the liquor store while I, uh, entertained the kids outside cause they can't go in a liquor store. And she came out with what might be the greatest Christmas beer I've ever seen. It is called Fistmas. Fistmas. Yeah. Let's see. Let yeah. me see this can. Pass that over to my table. I'm sitting at here across from you at our Christmas party. Fistmas. Is that a great Indiana beer? Oh, Dustin, I'm sorry to tell you this, but this is not a great Indiana beer. This is a great Illinois beer. <laughs> Brewed in Chicago, Illinois. And sold in Muncie, Indiana. But lovingly drank by this Indiana man. Yeah, I love that. I love that it's called Fistmas. Um, you know, every Christmas, I think uh, you deserve a good fisting, so... <laughs> Oh, cleans out the old kitten caboodle, if you know what I mean. Um, and I think you do. <laughs> so, uh, are we doing a follow-up this week, or are we not? Tell me. You know, I threw something in the follow-up. Uh, you know, did, did you want to talk about a Christmas carol? Scrooge? Christmas no. ghosts? Anything like that? No, not Because really. ghosts are on the follow-up. From now until we hear some in feedback from from our listeners, until they get annoyed with it. Oh yeah, no. Wait, you know, like nobody wants ghost photos. Nobody can even comment and say I don't want a ghost photo. We get so many messages, uh, and I don't say that as like a bragging thing that people love us and message us all the time. I'm just saying that we, we people are actually reaching out to us. Just nobody ever mentions the ghost photos <laughs> it's making me really sad guys i'm crying so no real follow-up just me complaining about how tiny tim is so upset that uh he's crying he doesn't he doesn't get christmas ghost photos the most greatest photos of ghosts of all this sounds like fun i'm so glad we had this christmas party um, I know. I mean, I got to get real drunk to get mad about ghost photos. Yeah. Jose won't leave the punch bowl, too. It's kind of ridiculous. Such a shy guy. Um, question, Steve, that you posed to me via our show notes, which I hadn't even thought of. So this will actually be our first year um, 
where I think Charlie will be old enough to really like participate in Christmas. This is why I put it in there for you, buddy. I know you're always thinking ahead so I can get my noggin thinking. Uh, video, photo, what, how am I going to handle that Christmas morning excitement? Uh, so I wanted, I wanted to talk to a dad who has far more experience than me. Uh, my elder, Stephen, Stephen Van Elk, the third, what, uh, what you might do on Christmas morning and what your experience has led you to believe. Well, Christmas is all about the magic in a young child's heart. Mm-hmm. So you want to capture that magic any way that you can. Oh, yes. Um, so Jen and I typically, we do, we do both video and photo. Oh. And I'm t- typically the one doing the video, and then she'll take like a few snaps with her phone photo-wise um, while just, things are going on. Still just iPhone in it, huh? No. No. No, no DSLR. She'll, uh, we'll, we'll bring the DSLR out on Christmas. Whoa. Throw a 50 millimeter on it. Really capture the light in in Jen's eyes as she watches Ian open his gifts. With a camera in her hands? Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you know, capture some of that magic in Ian's eyes as he starts to cry because he didn't get the gifts he wanted. <laughs> what's uh, what's on Ian's wish list for this year? Ian's wish list? Mm-hmm. Just Minecraft. Minecraft all day? Yeah, Minecraft all day. Maybe some Pokemon. That's about it. Those are his loves. I'm hoping Pokemon resurfaces again when my son is of Ian's age. Well, that's the thing, Dustin. Pokemon never really went away. It just briefly became popular again. But I found out from talking to kids, they were into it before Pokemon Go came out. Really? Like the app on your iPhone. Like, yeah, kids were like still trading cards and, you know, doing shit. So... I've cussed like five times now in our family-friendly Christmas episode. What's up? Family-friendly here at Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast, brought to you by Leinenhugel. As long as your family <sighs> likes to hear people curse like sailors. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and you guys, it's just the four of you on Christmas morning, right? You're not doing any any transplants, no, no family staying over kind of thing? No, we cut that out a few years ago. Okay. We used to spend every Christmas at my sister's house and then go over to my mom's house Christmas morning and celebrate there with them. And I think like two years ago, we decided we would rather be at our own house on Christmas morning. Well, you have quite a fine house now, so I don't blame you for that. No, it's not about the house. It's about wanting to create your own family traditions. You know? Yeah. And, and we we want to do like family stuff that's just us, just our family. And then we go and uh, we're going to drive up to my mom's house Christmas Day after morning has passed and spend the rest of the day with the the fam. See, last year was the first year because we had our daughter that um, my parents and my brother did their own Christmas without us like it was almost mm. like two two units separating and it felt really really weird and foreign to me um yeah so this year i had kindly requested and my wife thinks i'm being crazy and absurd for doing this i requested that they wait for us 
to open you you are 100 percent crazy and absurd but also that has happened multiple times in my family because we have a i have four siblings and all of my well, three out of my four siblings have kids plural now i guess my older sister has a kid and another one on the way but you know it's getting bigger the family and it's mm-hmm. harder to get everybody together on the same day and like a year or two ago, we kind of did like a split up thing where we could never coordinate between my family and my brother's family, my older brother. Mm-hmm. So like they did like Christmas with my older brother and like his daughter um, one day. And then the next day when we were able to be there, Christmas with us. And it was just really weird for everybody else. But for us, it was great. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because we didn't have to watch them open all their presents and be so bored. See, but for all me, all I f- know is what my presents. Mine, 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 Yeah, that's because you're a selfish asshole. See, I love watching, like you talked about earlier, seeing that magic in Ian's eyes. He's opening his presents. Like I love seeing other people's joy, and I feed off that. And I, I love watching other people open presents more so than even I could get nothing, and I would be fine. So, if that were true, then when I caught you under the mistletoe a few minutes ago, you would have given me a kiss because that would have made me joyful. Mm, that's a topic for your therapist. So <laughs> I, my brother and I are, even though we're 10 years apart in age, are very close and not being able to see, because like I practically, I don't want to say I raised him, but you know, I grew up with him being old enough to kind of see him go through all stages of life. I want to see him be able to open his presents on Christmas morning. And now that he's 20 years old, I feel like it's okay that we push that time back and it doesn't have to be right in the morning. And my, last year, my parents were like, that's crazy. You have your thing. We do ours. And yep. this year I pushed for families. Yeah. But it's, it's not like, you know, it's just them exchanging amongst the three of them. And so this year I pushed back and I said, you know, I, it would be really great if you guys would wait. Because when we get there, for lun- we go there for lunch. We go mm-hmm. and then we exchange gifts just like the three of us with them. So it's like, why not just do it all at the same time? Well, is it like each person buys each other person one gift? Or is it like your brother gets a ton of gifts because he's the baby? Uh, well, no, yes and no. So he gets a ton of gifts. Your your brother doesn't listen to this podcast, does he? I have no idea. Uh, he gets a ton of gifts because my brother has the unfortunate thing in his life that he's grown up with where his birthday is actually on Christmas. I'm sorry, your brother's Jesus? Spoiler alert. Yes. I didn't want to, I didn't know how to tell you this, Stephen, but my brother is the second coming. Wow. So I really hope he doesn't listen to our podcast then. (laughs) But, um, so yeah, so we celebrate, we come together, we do Christmas, then we have lunch and then take a break and then celebrate his birthday after lunch. Uh, so typically See, it sounds to me presents. like you're just raining on your brother's birthday parade now. Like, oh yeah, you can't open your presents when you first wake up in the morning. Jeez, no. He, he's 20. The kid just got home from college. He would rather sleep in anyways, he told me. I'm sorry, but um, his birthday's not important to him anymore because he's 20 and he's over that. Yeah, that happens when you turn 22 that your birthday isn't important anymore. No, he and I, 
had a kind of a heart to heart yesterday because he had told me all of these years he'd been penting up this frustration and anger that he's always hated having his birthday on Christmas. I mean, I knew he didn't love it, but I didn't realize how much he hated it until yesterday. Hey, uh, so since your brother's 20, his birthday's on Christmas, he's turning 21, I assume. Uh, are you going to bring him some fistmas? Give him a good fisting on Christmas? Next year. He turns 20 this Christmas. Oh, okay. So you're not fisting your brother this year. I am not fisting my brother this year. That's what you wanted a nice audio clip of. No, I wanted the audio clip of you to just say, I am going to fist him this year. <laughs> I'm going to give him one of them fistmas from Revolution Brewing. Oh, Stephen, if only you'd brought enough to share. Um, you could have fisted everyone here at the party. <laughs> oh, we like to have fun. So, yeah, so you think I'm absurd for expecting my parents and brother to wait and exchange gifts so we can all exchange gifts together instead of there being this awkward, they do it from nine to 10, we show up at 10, and then we exchange gifts from 10 to 11 kind of thing. Yeah, I think it's just kind of like BFD doesn't grow up. I mean, it'll probably be the last year for it anyways, since we're having another kid this year, but... Yeah, so kinda... BFD grow up. I don't know what BFD stands for because I'm not a millennial like you. Big fistin' deal. <laughs> oh, you Big fistmas deal. Your abbreviations. Oh, LOL. All right. Um, JK. All right. I wanted to talk to you. We just sent out our Christmas cards. Um, noticed we didn't get a Van Elk Christmas card. So wanted it's to... It's in the mail. Jen sent them out yesterday. Uh, sure. Sure it is. Sure it is. Um, no, you're going to love it when you get it. Mm -hmm. Here, doesn't, doesn't, plug, plug your ears real quick. I want to ruin the surprise for you. Plug your ears. So the Christmas card that we're sending out this year is a, it says Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. And uh, we're all dressed up like characters from Home Alone. And uh, Dustin's going to be getting that magic in a few days. I can't wait for him to get it. Just, just a little surprise for you, our Christmas card. Yeah, so I'm still still not convinced that you actually sent out a Christmas card. But um uh yeah, so we sent ours out. I'm sure you got it. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. It's Christmas magic drizzled on a card wrapped in love sent to you via the post office. I'm and sorry, what was that word jizzled on a card? It's so disgusting. You you are not getting enough love at home, Steve. Is that why you come to the Christmas party with the, uh, what's this, the mistletoe? Is that why you, I mean, HR is going to have a field day with that, by the way. Um, I did see Kevin Spacey in the next office over. He said if you took that mistletoe over to his office, you know, he's hurting for work right now. So he said he'd be a co-host on the podcast with us. Hell no. Too soon? Too soon? All right. Hell no. Hell that's not, no, that's not, Dustin. That's not even a good impersonation. Hell no. Um, that's so not anyways. an impersonation. That's just me telling you, hell no. So we uh, we do a annual Christmas card photo. Mm-hmm. You guys do as well. Uh, an annual Christmas card photo we started doing last year. <laughs> second annual 
the second i mean it's kind of like our first annual christmas party here at the uh, wedding photo hangover offices last year you did one in your pajamas right like everyone was in their pjs oh yeah dustin oh yeah see how good my memory is it's because i use that as the photo for one of our recent podcast episodes oh you did so you think yeah. I, I look at this stuff after you and Jose put it out? So come on. I talked about it on the episode to you. You think I listen to you on this podcast? Oh, hilarious. Um, You're just anyhow. watching my mouth with it on mute, just waiting for a chance to say something else. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so Christmas cards, yay, nay? Yay. Yay as well. Uh, how many it do you send out? It was a big out? nay in the past, but it's a yay now. Um, we send out one to all of our current clients. Mm, we cut that out this year. And then we send out one to like 50 of our friends and family. So how many would you say you send out total? What is that? Like a hundred? Close. Yeah. Close to a hundo. Yeah. We send out a hundred. hundred is our cap. I tell my wife we are ordering a hundred cards and then... You either make or don't make the list. I should really help out more. I don't. Uh, I don't do a good job with the Christmas cards and helping Jen out. I'm usually like, I, I got a lot of other stuff I'm working on, babe. I got blog posts to put up. I got social media to do. I got uh, uh, clients to email, and then Jen does all the uh, hard work, and I just like send people text messages. I'm like, yo, I need your address, quick unacceptable see i do all of the unacceptable i design the card i i do the photos obviously and then on top of that i aggregate the list of addresses i'm the i'm the address keeper and then yeah and then my wife though she really stepped it up this year uh this year she she's did all the like stuffing and labeling and addressing and stamping and mailing so it was great like, how, how does your uh how, how does your wife stuff all the envelopes uh she first drinks a fistmas ale uh, i was then, gonna see it does she get a full fist in there <laughs> full fist all day long uh and then that's how you got your letter right it was a full fist yep Hit me right in the mouth when I open the envelope. So what's the display look like for you guys? What does one do with Christmas cards when it lands in the Van Elk Mansion? Well, if it's Dustin and Corinne's Christmas card, it goes on the fridge. Oh my golly. Prime real estate. Yeah. And if it's uh, other people's Christmas cards, it might go on the fridge or it might get relegated elsewhere in the house. Like like the, cil- the cylinder filing cabinet. The trash can. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. The cylinder filing cabinet of Christmas joy. (laughs) That we ship off to our much larger filing distribution center every Monday morning. Yep. Yeah, if you're still waiting on a Christmas card from us, your address probably got lost in the filing distribution center. (laughs) Oh, Steven. Um, Perfect. Yeah, we actually... uh, I'm sorry. Did you just say that's hilarious, Steven? Uh, oh no, it's like that's hilarious, comma Stephen. Oh, okay. Two, For a second, my heart was thoughts. like all a flutter. I felt so great. Um, felt, you know, like I got this positive boost of energy, and um, it's just good to know that's, that that was unwarranted. 
That's probably because you're getting fisted right now. <laughs> mm. Right in the mouth. All night. All night long. Anywho, uh, I so for those of you who don't know this, I am a Christmas card lover. I love receiving Christmas cards. I don't know what it is. It's my favorite part of the holiday. I um, love accruing trash. So that's the Scrooge aspect, Stephen. Scrooge. <laughs> SS kind of goes together. Um, but from a petty side of me, I only like Christmas cards that have photographs on them. And this is the first year we didn't do mini sessions. So last year we did mini sessions for families. And so I had all these Christmas cards on my fridge that were my photos. It made me feel like the bomb.com. What did you just say? What? I thought I was old. And then you said bomb.com. Oh, is that out out of style? Then was I, that ever in style? Yeah, I'm bringing it back. <laughs> so my mom growing up used to take all the Christmas cards and she would hang them up on our game closet. And mm-hmm. our game closet at the house I grew up at was straight legit. It was like uh it was like like a regular a, size door to a, go into a, a room. What's a game closet, Steve? A, re- a regular size door to go into a room. You know what I'm talking about? Just like your typical door frame. Uh, like yeah, three a of door those. that goes into a closet. Yeah, so like three of those next to each other. That was how big the door to the game closet was. And my mom would have, fill the entire thing with Christmas cards. I'd like to just preface this statement if I could. Uh, or post fist is that what you say when you're uh, saying something? a game closet is a closet that is full of board games my yes, yes. family loves yes, board games yes yes this only helps my point Stephen I've known you for quite some time now and I have yet yet and let me stress this point I am a lover of board games I play them I constantly and all of the time I'm actually playing one right now while we're recording this podcast uh, with someone in China so. How I have never, ever, ever played a board game with Steven is beyond me. I think he is a phony and a fake, and perhaps he was beaten as a child too much at board games, and so far, or (laughs) the love of the craft or the art if you will has been just beaten out of him too much fisting as a child I don't know but uh, (laughs) I was drinking fistmas all the time as a child fisting it down fisting the board games away so fisting away my fears getting real with my life I'm just disappointed in you, Steve. I didn't realize you had a three-door entrance to this topia of board awesomeness. Oh, Dustin, you would you would love it. It's it was a entire closet filled from the top to the very bottom with board games. Ask ask Steve, if you will, listeners, how many board games they have now at their house. Like five. Zero that I've ever seen. That is a lie. You've played board games at the end while you were here. No, I haven't. I, I don't recall, at least. I think you just don't recall. The only thing I remember doing with Ian is playing Legos. Yes, yes, he loves that, too. Well, he used to love that. Now he loves Minecraft, which is computer Legos. I know. He always asked me to play with him, and I don't know anything about it. We're running long in the Christmas uh, Christmas episode here. Um, 
you want to hit another topic or you want to go straight to the Q and A? Q and A for me, Stephen. All right. The first question comes from Ian, who is not a listener. Uh, he lives at S- Ian from Steve's house, I believe. And he asks, Dad, how can we watch the Elf on the Shelf moving so I can prove to my friends that he's real and show them some sort of evidence? Just for the record, you should make Ian an Instagram account and call it Ian from Steve's house. <laughs> That would be the best, or like a Twitter handle where you just post random ass things. Ian from Steve's house says, <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. How can we catch the moving elf on the shelf? I, I, we don't do elf on the shelf. Charlie's not old enough yet. So I'm going to defer to you on this one. Well, the elf on the shelf is an elf that can only move when no one's watching it. Typically at night. And so at night, he gets into uh, different sort of hijinks and uh, does different sort of terrible things all around your house. And what's the premise of this? This is just like a fun Christmas activity? Uh, Well, it's how Santa sees you when you're sleeping and he knows when you're awake. The elf is actually watching you. He's a secret Santa spy. Uh Ah, you're getting your child into espionage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But the child knows the elf is watching him. So it's kind of to help the child, you know, do what's right. But only during Christmas time. I mean, you can keep the elf up all year round if you want. <laughs> Are you ever afraid that your child will be like sneaking around the house spying on the elf? No, that's exactly what happened when we first started this. <laughs> Jen and I uh, decided at a very early age in Ian's life that we were not going to tell him Santa was real. Because spoiler uh, alert, if you believe in Santa, please turn off the podcast. (laughs) Spoiler (laughs) alert, everyone. Santa's not real. Oh, did I just ruin the movie of life for you? Somebody's going to be blaring this podcast in their car full of family and children driving down I-65. They're just going to be like, oh, shit, 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 (laughs) shit. They're like, no, honey, this is a good pod. It's a photo podcast. It's all, f- I'm learning. I'm learning about fisting, honey. And then the, the two hours on their way to their in-laws, the kids are crying. But daddy, the elf isn't real. Santa's not real. Is mommy real? Whoa, I never said the elf wasn't real. The elf is a physical presence in our house. So much, so much magic, just so much magic just taken out of the room from Steven. Can't believe you, Stephen. Assuming Santa is real and the elf is real because children <laughs> listening out there, he is. I don't know where else my presents come from if Santa's not real. Yeah. The the elf on the shelf is really, um, it's like a miniature weeping angel from Doctor Who. So every time you blink, it could possibly move and grab you and send you back in time. It feeds off your energy. Perfect. Next question. Ian, also from uh, Steve's Ian, house. also from Steve's house, asks, Dad, my friend said he caught Santa on camera last year. I know Santa isn't real, but I saw the video, and how can we catch Santa on camera so I can see if he's real? Mm, I got this one. I'll take this one for you, Steve. Don't even worry about it. Good, because we know my stance on Santa. It's pretty easy. There's an app called Santa Catcher. Oh. Get it on your iPhone. I don't know if it's really called Santa Catcher. It's something like that. 
uh, but it allows you to take a picture of your living room or wherever, mm-hmm. and you can see Santa in the picture. Boom. Now, when you see Santa in the picture, is he usually holding a beer can that may or may not say Fistmas on it and have a picture of himself on it? I guess that depends on the app. The one I got is pretty PG. Uh, Could Uh, we find maybe an app that's called Santa Fister? I believe the app you're referring to is Santa Trailer Park Catcher. Whoa. Really, Dustin? And for our listeners that live in Europe, a trailer park is a derogatory term. <laughs> oh, sorry. I forget our our uh, amount of European listeners is really high and they don't have trailer parks over there, so they don't really understand what that is. I mean, you're not wrong. Our listeners in Europe is surprisingly high. <laughs> <laughs> They're the only ones that appreciate a good drinking podcast, apparently. Yeah, um, I mean, here we sometimes call trailer parks just tornado targets. Tornado targets. All right, moving on. Next question. Uh, Terry, also from Steve's house. What? No. (laughs) This is Terry on Twitter. Oh, Terry on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, alliteration. T T on T. T T. T T on T. Characters welcome. Um, Let's see. I'm running a Christmas deal. Woohoo! where I don't require a deposit on packages booked before Christmas. Is this a good deal? Just depends, Terry. Do you want to be in business next year? Um, well, I'm going to just channel my inner Terry. Uh, mm, Terry Cloth. Mm, mm. Dustin is me. Dustin is me, Terry. Ter- Terry's a very deep-voiced male. Ter- ter- Terry don't care if he's in business next year. Terry just wants to make clients happy. Mm. Terry just wants to give away everything in the kitchen sink. Like when I thought about that voice, I was thinking like, try to do Terry Crews. That guy's so cool. And what came out was just like drivel and horribleness and uh, maybe more like Mr. T. I'm not certain. Full of regret. As you Uh, should be. So Dustin, you posit that if you don't get a deposit... You will. So what I've discovered is the less of a deposit, deep, uh, the the less deposit you get, the more more the less incentive your client has to fulfill their contract. If they should say change wedding dates or break up or whatever, um, so mm. the longer I have been in business, the actually the higher my deposit has grown. Um, so we're now up to $1,000 deposits, which I think is still much lower than some, higher than others, but um, it's we just enough We used to do a-, a deposit that was one-third of the total price, mm-hmm. and then we moved it back to $1,000 because we felt like people, people balked at the idea of paying like 33% of the wedding up front. Yeah, so that's same same here. So we were doing $500 deposits. Um, when I first started, I was doing $100 deposits. I was like, you guys only have to put $100 down today and check photography off your list. And that was normally enough for someone to be... What do I got to do to get you into a new wedding photography, <laughs> huh? 
That's what it felt like. I was a car dealer, man. I was slinging these contracts like they were selling souls. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it worked out for me. I was able to really grow my business fast and get them booked quick. Uh, but then now that I have a more sustainable business model, I can look back from experience and say, I, I would never, ever do no deposit. I don't even really feel like that's a Christmas deal because you're going to get people that sign up with you and then they're like, well, I'm just going to book with him. And then if I find somebody I really like after the holidays, it's going to cost me nothing to cancel his ass. Hey, Terry. Terry. Um, Terry, did you make them sign a contract? Because no deposit isn't necessarily a terrible idea as long as you have a contract which states they have to pay you the full amount by such and such a date. Oh, you know, Dustin, there's no deposit, but according to the contract, you have to have $1,000 paid by New Year's Day. Uh, so, hey, Terry. That'd be a great deal. Hey, Terry, do you have a best friend or a family member who's an attorney? Uh, and do you want to spend a ton of your free time wrapped up in small claims court and litigation and clients going on Facebook and the not and all these other places they can leave reviews? And Actually, talk Dustin, about I think you- Terry might be an attorney. I think his photography name is actually Terry the Litigator. <laughs> Dot com. Yeah, his signature move is a uh, suplex. You know Terry really well. Are you sure Terry doesn't live at Steve's house? <laughs> no, ter- Terry's a real person on Twitter. <laughs> All right. Anyways, I don't think that's a good deal, Terry. If anything, offer like a discount on an engagement session or something that's if you're looking to get clients booked and in the door, I would say that's a better, better bang for your buck. Or, you know, Terry, uh, you know, you could be like Steve and offer like a free, um, dudoir session, get those professional dick pics for the, for the mail. Mm, get you it know? done. Yeah. Moving on. Dustin, when are you Alan booking from- your, uh, professional dick pic session with me? Get it booked. Steve, you heard it here first. He's giving away free dick pic boudoir dudoir sessions you can be a girl or a guy as long as you have a dick as long as you have a dick it doesn't matter what your gender is as long as your sex is dick <laughs> like it or otherwise moving on alan are we doing more are we doing more questions i thought this was a short episode oh sure we can save the rest for next time wrapping it up Wrapping it on up, uh, I want to just say a quick apology to our one of our close longtime listeners, Mr. Louis Novak, uh, who recorded a beautiful uh, self-titled album for us that we're going to save for after the New Year's because it's just so good. It is so good. You know what? We, it's topical, Dustin. I think we should just play it now. Roll, roll the music. Mm-mm-mm-mm. No, I'm actually going to put the music in there, Dustin. You don't have to make weird noises. Bye-bye, net neutrality. FCC voted and they show that they don't care about me. They repealed it and kissed its ass goodbye. Singing this will be the day the internet dies. This will be the day the internet dies. So good, Louis. It's so good, and because it's so good, uh, we're going to discuss net neutrality at a later date. 
We're going to discuss net neutrality at a later date, but we want to thank Louie for that masterpiece that he sent us. Um, a- anytime you want to so send good. us your art, Louie, your vocal, your vocal beauty. You, you know, send. let's let's take that out a little bit further. Anytime anyone wants to send us their art, you know, uh, Dustin and I don't just get on here to solicit dick pics, though we do do that <laughs> as well. No, no, Steve, Steven does that. Dustin specifically asked for dick pics for Christmas. <laughs> Sent to Steven. <laughs> That's okay. I know Dustin's address. I can forward them, everyone. I'm going to start a website that just solicits- Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your host, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at Pick Hangover. If you want to find us on Facebook, we're also there at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. And you can find Steve at at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of Father Fismas. Next Sunday after you shoot, another wedding. You like that? Father Fismas? I loved it, Steve. I loved it. It was great recording with you. Uh, We got to wrap this Christmas party up, though. They're turning this entire venue into a wedding tomorrow, so. I know, I'm photographing it. I'm sure you are. Uh, last thing before we go, did you end up watching The Last Jedi yet? Nope, nope, so we can't talk about it. Well, listeners, we can't talk about it here. I did go on the Spoilers Movie Podcast, and I talked about it there a little bit. Just just a little two, three-minute nugget for you guys. Um, if you want to hear Steve's thoughts, they're there. Since Dustin can't get just t- his just, business just together. Tell us this, worth seeing or not worth seeing? I think The Last Jedi is possibly giving Empire Strikes Back a run for its money for being the best Star Wars film ever made. I absolutely loved it, 100%. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You thought Empire Strikes Back is the best Star Wars film ever made? All right, good night everyone. Have a good one. <laughs> Listeners, you can't you can't see this, but I'm staring death into the camera right now, straight at Dustin. I'm trying to see if I can force explode his head. The camera that's over here because we're together. Yes, yeah, I'm trying to force explode his head right now. Um Dustin, what would you say is the best Star Wars film? Oh man, I'd have to really think about that one. They're all so good collectively. Uh, I don't know. I really like Return. But I'll, I want to see this one because I have some high hopes for this one. It's very, very good. Uh, I want to say right now it has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes from critics. Only a 56% from fans. It is polarizing to fans. Huh. And for good reason. Um, Ryan Johnson made a lot of choices based on what J.J. Abrams gave him to work with. I think he made all the right choices. Apparently, the critics agree with me, and uh, fans are kind of split on it, because, well, you know how fans are. They're like, I had this certain thing in my head that I wanted to see happen, and uh, uh, Tommy didn't, he didn't like toys. Yeah, like, for example, so, like, my good friend, um, he... He really likes the dryness of the original three Star Wars. 
uh, and he thinks these more recent, this one and uh, the the uh, last two, the the newer ones, they've been a little too wet for him, a little too moist. He feels like they're adding like way too much comedy, and they're trying to make it something that Star Wars wasn't meant to be. Well, your friend's an idiot because the original three movies had a lot of comedy in them. And that's what I try to tell him, and I told him, you know, you just didn't pick up on it. Because you were a little kid when you first watched them. Yeah, and comedy was different back then than it is today. Did you try space balls on him? Did you, did you just space ball him? Uh, that's that's a Steve thing. Give, give him give give him a good fist and and uh, let it make make him watch some uh, space balls while he's taking that fist. Um, all right, Steve. It is really late, and I have two wedding albums to finish before Christmas. So I'm proud of you, buddy. Hey, did you send any gifts out to your clients this year? Or did no, you just send uh, Christmas cards? So we didn't even send Christmas cards out to them. I don't know. I mean, I there's a few clients like Mr. Louis Novak that will forever and always be on our Christmas card list. But, um, and like we have a couple other couples that send us a Christmas card still, so we send them one. But we stopped sending, it just got too expensive to send we do, I mean, you know, we do way more weddings than most, so to send 65 people Christmas cards. Oh, yeah, I know, you do. You do way more weddings than most people. You just book f***ing solid. Book, 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 book. Yeah, I know. So that's why we stopped, stopped doing it. Hey, um, it's me, Dustin, everyone. Straight book solid. Crushing it here in Fort Wayne. Killing it. Exactly. We sent, uh, we did, do, we did it last year's last year we did it. And so this year we, we called it quits at a hundred cards. So I don't know. We might do it again. I know a couple photographers that, uh, send Christmas ornaments out to their clients as gifts. Um, so I don't know. We might reevaluate. It's just life. Jen used to send Christmas ornaments out to her engaged couples. I don't know if she did that this year. Um, But this year she, every year she sends out like full eight by 10 photographs in frames to all of her couples who got married the previous year. She did that. um, And then I think maybe for this year, we just sent Christmas cards to our uh, engaged couples who have not gotten married yet. Yeah. I don't know. I, I need to like, Take some time and tinker with that idea and and sort of refine it. See what I think I want to do. It's a good way to get your name in like your company name back on your client's mindset right around Christmas time. And uh, newsflash for those of you who didn't already know this, like a lot of people get engaged around this time. So having your name pop up and uh, uh, we see not like all of our clients, but like a few of our clients will post to social media. Oh my gosh, look at this thing that Jen Van Elk photo just sent me. Um, and like, that's always nice. And it keeps your name fresh and popping. And then, you know, when their friends get engaged, they're like, oh, who's that photographer who they were just talking about? Cause they sent them a Christmas gift or whatever. Like, so it's just something nice to do this yeah. is marketing, Dustin. No, I understand that. We, we send them like this awesome like thank you package uh, Ooh, nice. after, after the wedding, like with their USB drive and everything. Oh, oh, the the package you told me about that just has like um, condoms and lube. Yep, that's the one. We're like, all right, don't make a baby now. 
Um, Give so, it nine months. Make sure you really love this person. Exactly. Before you make another person to love with them. So we send out an awesome thank you package thing. And uh, I thought the same thing. And that's been kind of refined over the years as well. It used to be more epic than it is today because I thought like you, this is going to be social media gold. I'm going to give them like all this cool stuff and they're going to take photos of it, post it on social media. And people are like, oh my God, my photographer didn't do that. He sent me a pass gallery. What a jerk. And I've had nothing, zero. I've had one bride from October of this year who's the first person ever to post a picture yeah, I, w- I would say the return on it is uh, not, like, huge. Like, we don't get a ton of people being like, oh, they're the greatest ever. It's usually, like, one or two clients every year who are like that. Um, but, I mean, most of all, it just fills Jen and I's hearts with joy to send those out. I don't know. This holiday came a lot faster than any other holiday has in the past. I don't know if that's a combination of things. We had zero weddings in the month of December. And it felt like this month has gone faster than it ever has before. That's because you got a baby girl and a baby boy on the way. Yeah. I don't know. So. And baby, baby girl is like ready for like Christmas stuff. Like she's starting to... Yesterday I was driving around with Nora. She saw Christmas lights while we we're driving and she goes, Whoa, 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 whoa. I need... I, I was telling Corinne like a couple of days ago... We have to get Nora and Charlie together because the more I see pictures of Nora, I'm like, they could easily be mistaken as sisters. They look sister, so, sister. so <gasps> similar with their like long, straight blonde hair mm-hmm. and their super, super white skin. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Nora gets that from me. Yeah. And Charlie gets it from her mother. Yeah. That's why I'm so disappointed. Nobody wants these ghost photos. Like... My whole life, I've been primed to be a ghost. I, I don't tan, people. I do, barely sunburn. Come on. Should have seen him in Africa, guys. All right. Have a good night, Steve. All right. Good night, Dustin, and Merry Christmas to all of the listeners. Dustin didn't say Merry Christmas because Hap- he's a Scrooge. I was, I'm, cause I'm Jewish, so I was going to say Happy Hanukkah to the listeners who already have gone through Hanukkah. Eight crazy nights, bitches. Have you seen that Adam Sandler movie? I lived that Adam Sandler movie. Merry Christmas to all and to all a good happy holidays night. And a big thanks to Warbinator for the awesome Christmas music. I am not visiting my brother this year.